WrestlePlug 444 Life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hashtag get plugged in. The refreshing, empowering moment that we have all wanted from WWE. It's like ordering a, a medium pizza and then turning up with an extra large and a bottle of Coke. You absolute moldy cheese fucking baby bell dairy lead dunker shit. What happens is these fucking people live in this fantasy land. Everyone got their shit in. Everyone got each other over. Everyone looked good and made the industry look great. People need to fucking back the fuck off Ronda Rousey. New to oh. wrestling talent. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the WrestleFlow podcast. I'm Aaron Nix. It's Thursday or Friday when you're watching this or listening to this, which means it's the State of Wrestling Address, which means we're back in our wonderful sports bar. And the WrestleFlow sports bar has many, many news topics to speak of this week. It's been a very busy week in terms of wrestling. Some good, some bad, some, quite frankly, a little bit morbid. But joining me to discuss the wrestling news is, as always, the Maple Leaf Magician, the Diabetic Duke of Canada, Kyle Wilkinson. Uh, pleasure to be here, as always. I'm very thirsty. And look at this multitude of selections we have. We're all thirsty, mate, when we're around you, let's be honest. Fuck so, oh, you. Get out of here. Oh, you. Right, let's get right into it, mate. I'm sure you've seen the big news that's come out of this week, and that is, of course... That, and that is obviously, depending on Yahoo actually updating instead of being cunts, WWE legend Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, has signed with AEW. AEW has announced that WWE legend Big Show has signed a long-term deal with the company after 22 years with WWE. Big Show, now known by his real name of Paul White, will serve as a commentator on AEW's newest show, AEW Dark Elevation, which is due to be, uh, I believe, televised on a Monday evening via YouTube. Uh, White will also have an extensive role within AEW and will be making a return to the ring. Thoughts on the big show signing for AEW? Uh, that young when I, start up the big show. <laughs> when I saw this, I thought it was like a joke. I thought it was like kayfabe news or some shit, just like throwing it up there but making it look really good. And then I act, then you know you look into it and you go, this is this is a real thing. And of all of the names on the WWE roster, I've heard this on the other like wrestling news things that I watch and shit. Big Show's name was never on the list of names. Where I was like, hey, maybe he'll jump. Maybe he'll jump over. Why not? But now, now he is. And I mean, he's got a wealth of experience. He'll definitely be very useful to the up and coming guys. Maybe help some of the bigger guys do some things because, you know, he's been a giant his entire life. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's cool, I guess, but I don't think I really care that much. I don't care. Um, what annoys me about it is when they said he'll be making a return to the ring, he shouldn't be wrestling at all. And that right there completely, for me, nullifies AW fans who are obviously incredibly toxic and incredibly stupid at the best of times. Not all of them, but quite a large amount of them. They're so vehemently behind the product and they think this is amazing. And yet they're the same people who are out here every week saying, Oh, our company, we build our own homegrown talents. Do you, though? <laughs> Do you? Do you really? <laughs> Think about that statement and tell me who your homegrown talents are because 
let's be honest, the majority of them were built elsewhere. You can't tell me that anyone in the elite is a homegrown talent. Darby Allen, you could make that argument, absolutely has become a much bigger star than he was anywhere else. Um, but overall, this just, it's the insincerity of it and the hypocrisy of it. You know, they've brought in so many ex-WWE guys and girls, and here's another one, and albeit a very good one. And does he add experience backstage? Yes, he does. But do you know who else does? Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson. You have a plethora. You've got Dean Malenko back there, Jerry Lynn. You've got more than enough old-timers, you know, legends of the game backstage. You need to be focused more on building fresh new talent instead of bringing in more and more WWE guys. This just feels like WCW Plus right now. And we're going to talk about Dynamite a little bit on this podcast as well, because there are a couple of things which really will lend themselves well to that argument. But to be honest, the highlight of this whole thing for me was when Mick Foley actually tweeted out uh, why he thought that Paul White uh, had left. Uh, He basically said, congratulations. And then he said, uh, I assume that the big guy felt like he didn't have anything left to do in WWE, which is why he went to AEW. And when he tagged uh, AEW, he actually tagged a, uh, a Scottish MP <laughs> of Annabelle. Um, That's awkward. Yeah, this woman who is very strong on the need for Scottish independence in politics over here in Britain. And... Um, this led to just an absolute plethora of incredible memes. The internet did its job. People were putting Annabelle's face over the top of the Miz, capturing the Scottish Independent Championship, <laughs> stuff like that. It was, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. And Mick Foley, bless his heart, apologised to her. And she, bless her heart, as most great Scottish people do. I love the Scots. She found the funny side of it and said, hey, thanks for the uh, free publicity. I don't get much. So, yeah, it was um, it was kind of sweet, actually, that... You know, she's. I think she's got something like a few thousand followers. Mick Foley's got 1.9 million. <laughs> so, oh you know, yeah, I, I must admit, I raised an eyebrow when I saw the tweet, but I didn't really delve into it, so I couldn't be asked. I didn't realise he tagged a Scottish MP, but do I think this is good for the company? I think it helps. I don't, I actually, I think you'll probably remember as well, because you've been on this podcast for a while now. I actually said that the big show should transition to commentary because I actually think he's very entertaining on a microphone. Um, so from that perspective, I actually think that's quite a good thing, but I don't want to see him wrestling. And I sure as hell don't want to see him getting in a ring with other big guys like Lance Archer and whatnot, because they don't need it right now. We need to focus on them being Leviathans. And also, if you put Paul White in the ring with, say, Lance Archer or Wardlow or Jake Hager, all of a sudden they look very small by comparison. And you almost give away a little bit the the kind of enjoyment and the, you know, the mysterious nature of their size. You know, you ruin people's uh, suspension of disbelief. So... Eh, not really that fast. Anything else you want to add, mate? No, like you said, I'm interested on the commentary stuff. I mean, I don't watch Dark. I've never watched Dark, but I know I should because Taz and Excalibur are great together from all accounts. And who's Big Show, who's Big Show doing commentary with on Elevation, I think it's called? Uh, it's called Elevation. It'll be on a Monday night. it be interesting to see whether it runs directly opposite WWE Raw or not because they've obviously noticed. I do love this thing of, oh, yeah, we're not in competition. Yeah, it'll be run on uh, Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern on AEW's YouTube channel. Not, I don't know yet whether it'll just be one hour or not. Um, for me, I, I don't know who he's going to be alongside. You would ex- You would assume maybe Excalibur, Taz... Not really fussed, to be honest. There's not really anyone else. I don't want to see Tony Schiavone on another broadcast. Oh, God. Um, you know, I um, 
I have no idea to be honest. I have zero interest. For me, AEW Dark is fucking boring. Uh, it's not that it doesn't have good wrestlers. The problem is they always put their main event stars against their jobbers. You always know nine times out of ten who's going to win. Very rarely is there any form of upset or intrigue or real furthering of storylines. It is a completely redundant show. What it is is just an opportunity for people to see a really raw, bare bones developmental with a few main event roster guys on there who, for some reason don't find themselves on dynamite from week to week because they seem to have this obsession with making sure that everybody gets their go because everybody deserves to be a star yay everyone should be a champion we're all inclusive fuck off so boring you earn the opportunity to be great you're not just handed it and that's what pisses me off most about AEW and their management uh, that and the fact that tony khan every single week is just becoming more and more like a famous british sex offender it's very alarming um, this is, by the way, uncut and uncensored, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, if you're offended, you might want to turn it off. If you don't know that by now, I mean... <laughs> yeah, then you never, <laughs> Sorry, ever fam. will know. Uh, sticking with AEW and NXT, actually, rather briefly, because it doesn't mean anything to us, but it's always a bit of a news topic. NXT actually drew its best viewership of the year last night. It was a fantastic show. It didn't beat AEW in the ratings. Nobody cares. It never does, because ultimately people would rather watch the all-inclusive bullshit than the actual better wrestling show. Um, but yeah, AEW Dynamite and NXT both up this week. Uh, AEW Dynamite drew 831,000 viewers and NXT had 734,000. Um, both of them are up, of course, from last week's uh, shows. So yeah, great. Load I mean, of figures and numbers here that I don't care about. Something like cool. One point five over 1.5 million people watching wrestling on a Wednesday. Cool. That's all we need to know. Well, yeah, it's really funny as well because AEW fans take to Twitter now. I've noticed this. When it first started, AEW fans were like, we don't care about ratings. But now that they're winning regularly, of course they do. And one of the things that they spend a lot of time doing, um, particularly if you just go on today and put in AEW ratings, you'll see an army of people saying, yeah, yeah, we want again, blah, blah, blah. What you don't realize actually is that this is good for wrestling as a whole, that that many people watch NXT as well as your shitty product. So, you know, can't really complain. Um some very sad news actually uh somebody you might recognize somebody i definitely recognize from nwa josephus uh, also known as question mark sadly passed away um the nwa star uh, he was best known for his little run with aaron stevens who people will recognize as damian sandow when they did the karate gimmick he was wearing the question mask um question yeah the question mark mask and uh, for a little while he was hitting on thunder rosa uh, which i thought was very sweet it was just fun to be honest his real name was joseph hudson um he passed away from an undiagnosed medical issue some people are suggesting it might have been a brain aneurysm uh former nwa southern heavyweight champion best known for his work with aaron stevens like i said an nwa power and he spent more than 10 years with the nwa he was very entertaining very funny i remember him singing the national anthem of i believe it was mongolia <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was it was just ridiculous, the gimmick. But him and Stevens had wild on-screen chemistry. Both were so hysterical. And from all accounts, from everybody who's come out and spoken about him today, guys like James Storm, who credit him helping his career so much, and so many of the guys who worked in NWA Power, he seemed to be one of the more funnier aspects of wrestling. And he got the hilarious entertainment side of wrestling really well. In a company which, let's be honest, is famous for its very hard-hitting, no-nonsense brand of wrestling so yeah um 
there's not really much you can say about it other than you're going to miss a guy like that because he was very, very funny. And I remember audibly laughing my ass off every time I watched these segments with him and Aaron Stevens. I thought they were actually gold. Yeah, I, I can't say I have much exposure to him, but uh, like I, I never really watched Power when it was a thing. But it's definitely something just seeing a lot of the heartfelt stuff that's coming from like uh, Aaron Stevens himself, like Billy Corgan who I'm a big fan of just because I love the Smashing Pumpkins and the fact that the Smashing Pumpkins lead singer, own that just blows my mind. But just seeing all these heartfelt messages, it's definitely something I'd like to check out. And I suggest anyone who is watching this to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not really a great way to transition away from that, but obviously I'll thoughts some prayers with his family. And uh, yeah, hopefully he's resting well and he can join that incredible class of wrestlers up in the sky who are whipping each other's asses at the moment. Um, did you recognize a few of the names that were announced uh, this past Wednesday? WWE announced its biggest ever draft class. Um, it's picked up quite a number of new signees. Uh, Ty Valkyrie is probably one that will stand out to most people. She is officially signed with WWE NXT. Oh, thank Jesus. <laughs> the fear that she might end up going to AEW was... <laughs> alarming to say the very least but i imagine the allure of her husband being there and also the opportunity to achieve an incredible dream is right there but uh, somebody that i actually wanted to touch upon was a young man by the name of parker boudreau i don't know if you've seen this guy he is a tank just it- the wrestle plug actually thank you very much for the follow sir um as, uh, people are hating him as the next brock lesnar he is okay, hating yeah i've seen him mm-hmm. as the first parker boudreau he is a fucking unit. I am very excited about this kid. I really am. Um, he took to Twitter, obviously, and made a lot of statements, which I find interesting. He calls himself the destroyer of gods and box office, a uh, big box office Boudreau, <laughs> which I'm excited about. He's already got the uh, he's already got the entertainment side of things down, which I'm very excited about. Uh, former college football standout, huge Leviathan of man. He's about six foot four. Um, also. Uh, Bronson Recksteiner, who some people might recognize from the second name, he's Rick Steiner's son, uh, has also signed with WWE. Very excited to see what he does, because obviously the Steiners, particularly Rick, very famous for that amateur wrestling tradition, very old school, that obviously, you know, the famous state of Michigan University alumni and all that kind of stuff that used to come out, you know, they were very old school amateur until Steiner went, uh, Scott went a little bit, a little bit Barney with the steroids. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But obviously gave us some of the greatest promos of all time. So we forgive him for this nonsense. But a big class and a lot of them are fantastic. And it kind of makes my point because am I a pro WWE guy? No. Do I think WWE overall has a better product than AEW? Absolutely. Um, I think Impact has a better product actually than AEW. I'm just saying. Anything that has Josh Alexander is big money. But for me, this is a real statement of intent. And this shows you the difference. This week, AEW signed what? Paul White. The big show. You know, a guy who is with all due respect, well past his prime and frankly was pissing everybody off in WWE for the last 10 years because he was just coming out and, you know, annoying people and getting in the way of decent runs and rivalries. WWE on the flip side, their performance center announced all these incredible wrestlers they've picked up. And there's some other names in there as well. Some great women's names as well. And, you know, it just feels like they really are investing in the future of wrestling. And obviously, you know, Ty Valkyrie is somebody who, you know, he's quite seasoned, but at the same time, there's so much untapped potential in what she can do for NXT. And I love this class. I think there's some great wrestlers here. There's some great talent. And this already bolsters what is an amazing looking NXT brand. 
Yeah, I am so excited for Taya Valkyrie in NXT. Just like I've seen her a few times at Destiny shows or like driving all the way to go to a weekend of impact tapings. Like she's so good. She's so entertaining. I think coming to NXT was it's definitely the better choice, I guess you could say. Again, having your husband there definitely helps a little bit, but I'm so excited for this. This big guy you're talking about, I don't remember his name, even though you've said it like twice. The monster. I've seen the picture of him. He is Bro. Hmm. he is a unit. Like you say, he's fucking he does look a bit like Lesnar, which I understand is why people draw the comparisons. But I also agree with him when he says that, you know what, I am the first of me, not somebody else. And I like that because there are too many wrestlers who are like, I want to be the next so-and-so. No, be the best and the first of you. I think we've had this talk on this show before. People are like, oh, AJ is like the next Shawn Michaels. I'm like, why can't they just be themselves? Why do you always need to make comparisons? Because it makes things easier for people. You know, comparisons are there for a reason. Don't get me wrong. Some comparisons ultimately are quite useful. Some of them not so much, if I'm being honest. But I understand why. Um, you know, you look at the AWNXT thing. We're guilty of it too. We make comparisons. I just don't think when it comes to actual talents, you should make too many comparisons. But moving on in the news, uh, there's a lot of shuffling about. Did you see the latest signing of Ring of Honor, sir? I don't believe I did. EC3 has signed with Ring of Honor. Ring of really? Honor. Morning that EC3 has signed a new contract with the company. Terms will not reveal, but we will keep you updated. Following his WWE departure in 2020, along with other COVID-19 budget cuts, EC3 returned to Impact Wrestling for a brief run. He then made his Ring of Honor debut this week. I actually watched it. It was fucking awesome. Um, and he's set to face Jay Briscoe at the final battle pay-per-view in December. Um Sorry, he uh, he then made his Ring of Honor debut and was set to face Jay Briscoe at the final battle pay per view. Final battle, excuse me, pay per view in December, but the match was pulled after EC3 tested positive for COVID nineteen. He's now back in the company, uh, and this week he confronted uh, Jay Briscoe. So we're going to be getting a Jay Briscoe uh, EC3 feud. Okay, at some point. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that Ring of Honor. I think it's time we dipped our toe into the magical pond that is ring of honor because it looks like they've really got their shit together right now and apparently if you put all the ratings together and you know who watches their stuff whether it be on demand or on tv they're not that far off of AEW's viewership so you know i feel like this is another company that could really do with people's support but ec3 going there he's only going to bolster that and he's going to bring eyeballs on that because he's such a world-class professional he could be the ring of honor champion by the end of the year yeah obviously. honestly like the stuff he did in impact with moose like he was only there for like six weeks maybe two months and now moose is somehow like he's elevated himself and now he's a recognized world champion because impact reactivated the tna heavyweight championship if anybody missed that like they have two world champions right now and i think moose got that boost because of the work he did with ec3 when i thought that was just fantastic ec3 comes in does the job goes off to get more ripped get like a seventy thousand pack i don't know he has <laughs> muscles that i didn't even know existed and now he's in ring of honor fighting one of the briscoes let's fucking go yeah yeah there's not much else i can add to that it just it makes me excited about their programming i saw an image of it a still image on monday which um i believe is when they show the ring of honor show. Oh, by the way you can watch ring of honor's weekly show for free on the fight tv app regardless of where you are in the world they actually air it for free you don't have to subscribe or anything all you got to do is have uh just download fight tv and you can watch ring of honor on there 
completely free. So I highly recommend people do that because it is pretty awesome. In fact, I'm a little bit surprised actually that Ring of Honor hasn't pushed to have their product put on YouTube a little bit more as well because I feel like they would benefit from something like that. But yeah, no, good stuff. Um, just delving into these small bits of news now. Apparently, JBL believes that WWE should build their company around Bobby Lashley going forward. What do you think about that, sir? I mean, he's the concept of... Old. Yeah, I was going to say he's... he's no, I don't think he's young enough at this point. I think maybe, you know, in 2007, 2008, when he was there originally, I think it could have been possible. But I think it's too late to do that now. You can still pull the trigger. You can still let him win the belt next week. I'd be okay with that. I think that would be hella sweet. But to build the entire company around him now, I, I don't see it. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, no, I... I love Bobby Lashley, and I feel like he this now's the time. Give him his WWE title run. I don't think he's going to win it on Raw next week, even though he's in the big main event, obviously, against The Miz. I believe that's when Drew McIntyre comes back and Claymore kicks him, and then that sets up their rivalry at Fast Lane. Um, I just don't think it makes sense to have the WWE title change hands on Raw, especially two weeks after a cash-in and a pay-per-view. Um, but, yeah, I... It's a case of, do I want the company to be built around a 44-year-old? No. Do I want Bobby Lashley to get his moment in the sun, however, and be taken seriously as a credible and viable WWE champion? Absolutely. Uh, on the flip side of things, a little bit of random WWE news. Mike Yoda, uh, you might recognize him, obviously. The name obviously jumps out to a lot of people, former WWE referee. Uh, he, I was very interested about this. He spoke about John Cena and The Rock because he was the referee for their match at WrestleMania 28. Um, apparently he revealed that the great one himself, The Rock, uh, handpicked him to officiate his comeback match. It was kind of cool. Uh, Rock set me up to be the referee for that match when he came back with Cena. I was like, awesome. Rock wanted me to do it. Cool. Recalls uh, Mike Kyoto on WrestlingNews.co. Um, Kyoto went on to explain why Cena was unhappy to put over The Rock, especially after carrying the company for nearly a decade. I think Cena had a little bit of a problem doing the job because here's Cena carrying the torch. For the last 10 years at that time, uh, he was busting his ass day in and day out. Here comes The Rock back after so many years of being in Hollywood and he's got to job out to The Rock, question mark. Kyoto continued, there was a little heat there. I think there was a little dissension, but you have to go where the money goes. So they put Rock over and I was happy about that. I felt bad for John in a way. I mean, Kyoto likes to moan now. I don't even notice this. He's, he spends a lot of time whinging now that he's out of uh, regular work. I mean, like, on the one hand, you can understand it, like, Cena being upset, he has to put the rock over, but it doesn't matter because he got his win back and the WWE Championship the next year. Fuck off, John. You're done. It's fine. You're good. The rock tore his, well, I think, one of his ab muscles during that. Like, just get over it. You're fine. You're a 16-time world champion, okay? You're good. Yeah. Yeah, not much else I can add to that. I just thought it was worth a mention because obviously, you know, John Cena, not too far after that, started disappearing from the company quite regularly. And then obviously long term, like he has now. After Hollywood, wow. Yeah, I know. Like, let's let's not act like... This is a thing that wrestling fans... Wrestling fans, right? Because the majority of us are, let's be honest, reprobates and poor. Uh, there's this kind of assumption that wrestlers should relate to us. But... If someone comes knocking at your door, Mr. Wilkinson, at your current job and says, 
you know, oh, you get paid so and so your current job. We're going to give you three times that amount to do the same job here. You're going to take that money, aren't you? <laughs> You're not going to be like, oh, loyalty. Loyalty doesn't mean fucking jack shit. I'm sorry, it doesn't, especially not in the wrestling business. And the fact that even this far along, wrestling fans still think that loyalty is a thing in wrestling. Sorry, but it ain't. I can tell you from extremely personal issues that I've had with different promoters, etc., and following up people for interviews or even wrestling myself wrestling is a it's a shitty environment it is there's some amazing people in it but it's still run majoritarily by very poor people as far as i'm concerned so it is what it is um this is something i cannot wait to talk about you're gonna love this uh have you seen what austin aries has been up to the last couple of days oh fuck no this is my favourite bit. And this is the last thing I'm probably going to talk about. I'll have a quick drift around the dirt sheet see if there's anything else worth talking about while you have at this. Pro wrestling veteran Austin Aries is receiving some criticism for his recent comments on the COVID-19 pandemic and an autograph signing he had in New York this past weekend. Aries, who has made headlines for COVID-related controversies in the past, appeared at the Wrestling Universe store in Queens, New York this past Sunday. Promoter Jerry Sorrentino noted on Facebook before the signing that Aries was encouraging fans to drop their masks for the photos and that Aries would not be wearing a mask of his own. A message from Austin Aries, if you are coming to the Wrestling Universe, he will not not be wearing a mask for photos and he urges you all to drop your mask for the photo up and take it off come down and say hello from 3 to 5 p.m sorrentino wrote aries appeared for the signing on sunday and ended up selling autographed tin foil hats to fans who came to see him <laughs> aries then took to instagram to address the criticism of covid19 masks he noted that the autographed tin foil hats were a hit at the signing his post includes a photo of two fans wearing the tin foil on their head quite a good photo actually <laughs> i mean if you're going to get a ridiculous photo this is definitely one of the better ones you could get the new austin aries autograph tim four hats were a hit today at my signing in ny aries wrote on instagram i was pleasantly surprised by the conversations i had this weekend on the current state of affairs i spoke with many who strongly dislike and don't agree with what's going on with the covades and see the agenda for what it is. Plenty of relief when they could lower their face diaper while visiting and taking pictures. Maybe there's hope for humanity after all. So let's pick a rabbit hole to jump down. Have you heard of adrenochrome? Harp, maybe. Uh, H-A-A-R-P, which I believe is a um, company in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, uh, Austin Aries apparently has a very differing opinion to a lot of people when it comes to COVID-19. So, and immunity oh, you mean the rest of the fucking world i uh i i must admit i popped when i saw it because it is just classic lunatic wrestler like i know he's he was an anti-masker like i knew most of this but this world will not get better if this continues to happen straight up like do i like wearing my mask all the time sure i've got one that's got the flash logo on it it's pretty sick do I want to wear it all the fucking time? God, no, I don't. I'm fat and I do physical labor for a living. It's hard to fucking breathe in these things. And this guy's like, no, I'm not wearing one. And I need you to drop yours for our picture so we can both look super pretty. No. Fucking, I think being a vegan is driving him mad. I'm, I don't shame people for being a vegan. That's fine. But this guy is trying to get like the vegan superpowers from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And it's not working. I haven't because seen that. He's going, I've got a reference. <laughs> Oh, it's it's all based in Toronto and Canada. It's fantastic. You should give it a watch. But it's got also got Michael Sarah in it. I'm not sure if you're a huge Michael Sarah fan, but he's the Who's main that? antagonist. 
Um, he was in Superbad opposite Jonah Hill. He's like the skitty, skitty white kid. I'll, I'll show you one at some point. I probably but, would recognize him. I'm not good with pop culture and celebrities, as people know. I'm an old man who lives in the country. Um, I, I like some stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I've just never seen Scott Pilgrim. It doesn't really appeal to me. That, I, I've seen a trailer for it. So. That's fair. I just it's Canadian, so I pop real hard. Did for you see the trailer, by the way, for the um for that that I posted in the WrestleBlog group chat? Oh, I mean, I am sure I have. Batista. Oh yeah, yeah. Give me while I'm so excited for that. I know people are like, oh, it's gonna be shit zombie, dude. I don't care. It's got Batista and a gigantic automatic rifle shooting the undead. Just give me what I want. That's all I need. If he grabs somebody at some point and screams, give me what I want, I will literally get my dick out in the cinema. I am so excited for this film. Well, I won't be because it's on Netflix, but I will still get my dick out from the comfort of my own home. It's going to be fucking awesome. Can he spinebuster a zombie and just have it explode? I told you, mate. I I told you, mate. I want a point. He's like fucking mowing people down. And somebody goes, Dave, where are you going? And he just turns around and goes, I'll walk alone. (laughs) (laughs) I'll walk alone. I need I need the song to play too. As soon as he says it, I need him to just turn around, like do like a slow walk, and it just starts. Can we talk about this instead of Austin Aries being a fucking twat who I would kill with my bare hands and feel his life ebb out through my hands as I strangle oh, him? Hey, you offering out Austin Aries on our podcast? That is great fun. See, I I am notoriously well known for liking conspiracy theories, liking them. Big difference, ladies and gentlemen. Do I subscribe to them? Not really. There's a couple where I think, yeah, fair enough. Do I believe that people who have more money want to control people who don't? Absolutely. But that kind of goes without saying, have a look at your government. (laughs) But, you know, do I believe this is a great hoax and I should wear my tinfoil hat and I think the government is monitoring me, blah, blah, blah. The thing about conspiracy theories is there's always a tiny, tiny sliver of truth in there, even if it's just the 1% or the 99% of bullshit. And the problem is that most people who listen to these conspiracy theories or believe them hold on to that 1%. And I absolutely believe that you should hold on to the truth, but try and find more truth elsewhere. You know, I wouldn't sift through a dog turd looking for that tiny sliver of corn, which actually will not make me feel ill if I wash it down. I'd rather just go and buy a tin of corn, innit? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, that's how I look at conspiracy theories. Are they fun and entertaining? Absolutely. Do I enjoy it when people just, you know, go fucking off the rails like AJ Styles and try and convince people the earth is flat? Absolutely. I just see the fun side of it. I think it's funny. Um, I'm, I have absolutely no doubt with the sheer level of conspiracy theories that are out there that some of them are probably true just because there's so many of them you can't tell me every single thing is false but Austin Aries has always been well known for winding people up and upsetting people and like you say like I don't know if you heard his podcast when he was on I think it was either Talkies Jericho or it might have actually been Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling and he spent a lot of time talking about how people shouldn't eat certain foods and you know stuff like and there was a lot of scientific basis behind that the problem with this is he's got no scientific basis behind that he's he's been on the message boards he's been on the forums he hasn't wrestled nearly enough lately and he's been poking around on tour or whatever browser they're using to you know surf the dark web and he's found himself some matrix like web forum full of lunatics hasn't he (laughs) i um you know i i respect that everybody's entitled to a different opinion but when your opinion is throwing itself right back in the face of science and also measures that are put in place to hopefully improve our quality of living i have to question whether you are mentally all there or not i do 
Yeah, it's like I, I don't understand it. Like, just the he's telling people to do you know exactly the opposite of what the World Health Organization, you know, the smartest people collection of doctors and scientists are telling you to do. Are is he a doctor? Is is he a scientist? Is he some sort of microbiologist that he got all this in two days and I didn't know? Because I don't fucking think so, son. An honorary degree. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have an honorary degree sticking my foot up his ass. I'm sure if we actually met face to face, I'd fucking die. But I'd fight the for he science. Short though, isn't he? All right, all right, go. Fuck it. I'll wrestle Austin Aries. Why not? <laughs> I'm six four and three hundred fifty pounds. I fancy my chances. Why not? Let's see if I can deal with the COVID idiot that is him. <laughs> it's just it's just ignorance, and that is a very big problem for me. I won't have that. Ignorance in the United States, get out of here! I <laughs> ignorant vegans—that's a whole new level, bro. Those have never happened before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> careful, careful. We have all the fucking. Can I just? Can I ask this right? I don't get this. So, um, I had some vegan bacon the other day, and I actually thought it was quite good for what it was. However, the big problem for me is that if you want to go vegan, why would you have foods that represent or substitute meat? Surely, if you're that against meat, you know. It just kind of shows for me a weird level of hypocrisy because it's like, you should eat meat, but you should eat this that looks like meat because then it'll make you feel comfortable about not eating meat. No, if if you want me to be uncomfortable about eating meat, you should feel uncomfortable about eating something that is a meat substitute. Go and eat mm -hmm. some fucking lettuce. Yeah, there are so many things you can do with vegan food, actually. You know, I make vegan curries all the time and I like them and I think they're great. You know, using things like butternut squash and stuff like that, just natural ingredients. So... Whatever. I'm getting on my high horse. Tell you what, while we're here, we got a little bit of time. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, the fact that Kirk O'Mane didn't kill himself. That uh, His wife, oh, Courtney yeah. Love, did it. That's my absolute favorite one, and I'll believe that to the day I die. I, um... So, oh, right, okay. So we're going with ones we actually believe. Um, yep. Oh, um... I mean, my favorite ones that I obviously don't believe, I love the idea that there's a reptilian race that lives underground that will invade soon. I think that is fucking phenomenal. I like I love that those one. YouTube videos of the eyes flickering. I think that's great. <laughs> um, I love the one about Michelle Obama apparently secretly being a man. I <laughs> just think that's fucking hilarious. Like, uh, oh, there's so many of them. There's so I'm trying to think of one where I truly believe, like... I don't, obviously, I don't want to get into something too heavy because it might upset some of our audience and particularly with my background. But the one that always stuck with me because I studied it at university for my dissertation and actually did my own kind of like coverage for it, almost like as a tribute to the victims was 9-11. And I'm always fascinated by it. And I had to cover a lot of the conspiracy theories for that. And I was really intrigued by evidence that was brought forward and different things. I know that superstar Billy Graham, I think he was uh, getting involved in it. I think it was him. No, no, it's Jesse Ventura, isn't it? Jesse Ventura is the one. Sorry, Billy Graham. <laughs> Just label you in there with the rest of the lunatics. I remember um, Jesse Ventura went on Piers Morgan's show, who is a very popular... Um, well, he was a very popular host over here. Not many people like him. One thing I do like about Piers Morgan is he will tell it how it is, even if it upsets people, but he went on a Piers Morgan show and showed some evidence of how one of the towers didn't come down as soon as the news had reported it and all these different things. And for, if you take it at face value, you think, oh, that is suspicious. Maybe somebody could actually clear that up for me, and I'm sure there's a normal explanation for it. But ultimately, when almost 4,000 people die, you have to 
just appreciate that it's a great loss of life and the tragedy should come first, not what, you know, Billy Joe in his basement thinks. So, yeah. The classic 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah, I mean, the South Park episodes, to be fair, were hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, particularly, <laughs> just, just so offensive, but it's so funny. But I don't know. I mean, I see this stuff with Austin Aries. I automatically just laugh now. I imagine when I was a much more serious young man who didn't see the happy side of anything, I would have just been like, you know, outraged by the shit. But now I just kind of laugh and I think, well, you entertain me. So thanks for that. He's not the only one either. I don't know if you've seen it. Val Venus has had plenty to say on social media. Yeah, his you know. his Twitter game is just as bad as Mario Giannetti's Facebook game. Oh, my God. Yeah, those two need to retire from all social media immediately. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I just think it's quite funny. The Kurt Cobain one does interest me. I need to look into that a little bit more. I'm fascinated by that. The other one, of course, is Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan as well. That's quite amusing to me. Um, just, just the idea that Kevin Sullivan, you know, framed Chris Benoit. Like, hmm. <laughs> the, the problem with most of these conspiracy theories is they center around subjects which are actually quite morbid and miserable, don't they? So I don't want to bring the tone down too much. So uh, we'll move on, I guess. Um, something I wanted to actually touch on and we'll do it last, fuck it Cody Rhodes came out recently, I don't know if you saw this in an interview and he said that he'd actually be up for the idea of a WWE versus AEW crossover event no idea but he came out of it so I thought I'd afford you as the end to this podcast, I thought I'd afford you the opportunity Mr Wilkinson to tell me what are your dream WWE versus AEW matchups okay, um I mean, I'd love to see Hikaru Shida and Io Shirai. I think that would be a fucking barn burner. I don't know if they ever wrestled in stardom or anything, but that'd be fucking... And there's frantically looking through the files. I can hear him from here. Like... <laughs> uh, I mean, I still think Omega and Rollins would be all right, just at least from the social media stuff mm. that happened last, either last year or the end of 2019. I'd actually like to see John Moxley versus Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, you know? Oh, yeah. On a violent, coming back as a more violent, aggressive version of who he is. Uh, a lot of people have said that, like, when it comes to things like the Impact crossover, they want to see Sue Young versus Abaddon or something like that. But I don't feel like I've oh. seen enough of Abaddon oh. to know whether she's worthy <laughs> of being That's in a... Terrifying. Library. Yeah, she's terrifying to look oh. at. By the way, shout out to Abaddon as well, because she got a lot of grief from people like Al Snow and Jim Cornette for her body. And I actually think she looks fantastic. She's got a beautiful body and she's worked Man, really hard. Today now. I just, I never understand shit like that. Like you can clearly see the person where it's like Kevin Owens, isn't it? You know, Jim Cornette in particular, I, I, I don't hate Jim Cornette. I actually listen to his podcast. I find a lot of it interesting, but I like many people I'm always astounded by some of the fucking shit that comes out of his mouth. And, when he says things like, yeah, Kevin Owens is too fat to be a wrestler. Kevin Owens is one of the best wrestlers in the world, mate. Like, don't be stupid. You know, that that's just flagrantly wrong in every sense. But um, WWE versus AEW. Bobby Lashley versus Lance Archer. Quite nice. Um, oh. <laughs> I know, right? Meaty oh. Hostler. Buy a Meaty Host t-shirt. There you go. They're up on the screen. Um, yeah, no, I just... Lucha I Brothers and the Usos? Huh? Lucha Brothers and the Usos. Yeah. That's we'll, saucy, in it? We'll have that. And we'll also have uh, Proud and Powerful versus the Usos as well, which I think is the perfect gangster tag team match of all mm. time. I think that could truly be the pinnacle of tag team wrestling. Um, 
I actually would really like to see someone like MJF come back and face an ultra baby face of WWE. I think he could really garner some spectacular mm. heat in WWE, particularly if he's allowed to go full throttle. Uh, I'd like to see Adam Cole kick Kenny Omega's face clean off. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, he Adam Cole will come back from the dead and do it, man. I tell you. Well, I mean, as well, you know, that, that ties in nicely because obviously Adam Cole was booted out of the Bullet Club by Kenny Omega in favour of Mighty Skull, which obviously long-term hasn't worked out quite the way they probably would have planned. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to... <laughs> as a dumb match, I'd like to see Otis versus Orange Cassidy just to see <laughs> Otis brush him. Uh, I, I feel like Otis has got a lot more going on. Um, from a purist standpoint, I'd like to see Daniel Bryan versus Main Event Pack as well. I think that's got money oh, written all over oh. it. So. Yeah, there is some good matchups there. And that, that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is proof, actually, that I actually don't mind AEW. I think there's some good stars out. I just think the booking is so woeful. Um, just as a side, I did say that would be the last subject, but I would be remiss if I didn't discuss Dynamite quickly because I haven't covered it for the YouTube channel. So, fuck it. We'll cover Dynamite now. Uh, have you seen anything at all from Dynamite? Um, other than, like, the sh- or the Shaq signing, the Big Show signing, which now people are thinking we're going to get Shaq and Big Show, and I care even yeah. less about it now than I did then. They teased that but, back at Mania, didn't they, many, many yeah. moons ago? I, um, no, no so, I haven't. So Dynamite last night was a clusterfuck, as you would expect. One thing that really stood out to me, MJF and Chris Jericho, allegedly, of course, because they didn't in real life, uh, battered um, Papa, Buck, Papa, Papa Buck, excuse me, uh, the Young Buck's dad. They beat the shit out of oh. him and he had what looked to be ketchup on his face um <laughs> it was terrible it was so bad the acting as well he was like this going oh, oh. He, he reminded me of Jean-Claude Van Damme at the end of Bloodsport when he's blind he's going oh. <laughs> it was so random and then they throw him against the truck and he doesn't know how to take a bump bless his art so he just goes oh, and sticks and then just goes <laughs> And MJF's like, oh, for fuck's sake, and pulls him off because he's like, this is just embarrassing. And what made it even more funny was the fact that you can't suspend your disbelief because the Bucks just kind of like jog backstage. We're coming for you, Daddy. We're coming. <laughs> like, no, like, you motherfucker. How dare you put your hands on my father? It's like, oh, cool, man. We'll just jog backstage. He's so fucking carny. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen got a measure of revenge. Apparently, that young nobody that I don't recognize is Tazzy's son who's part of Tazzy's gang. Uh, he's called Hook. Red Hook section, maybe? No idea. Um, <laughs> what a shit name for a fucking talent, Hook. Uh, but yeah, he got dragged out in a body bag by Sting, and then 61-year-old Sting whipped Brian Cage's ass. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, mm. AEW fans, because, hey, the main event was fucking fantastic. Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix. Mm. why can't you just have more matches like that and get rid of all the riffraff by the way why is the show opening with John Moxley versus Ryan Nemeth the Hollywood hunk who people might recognise I believe as Dolph Ziggler's much more retarded looking younger brother Um, and it lasted about three minutes oh by the way we had Jake Hager versus Brandon Cutler why why are these scrubs on Dynamite Holy shit, man. NXT last night had Zia Lee versus Casey Catanzaro, right? It had Zoe Stark against Io Shirai. It had fucking grizzled young veterans versus Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. And it had Santos Escobar versus Karrion Cross. On the flip side of things, we've got Brandon Cutler, Ryan Nemeth. These people oh, are stars. 
congratulations on giving jobs to people who don't deserve to be stars. Fuck off. I've got no time for it. Why is John Moxie having a somewhat competitive three-minute match with Ryan Nemeth? Ryan Nemeth should not have got any offense in on him. It's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. He should have been like Paradigm Shift or Death Rider, whatever the fuck the finisher's called now, like eight oh. times. Just like hit him with the DTT, but don't let go of the arms. Just stand back up and keep it. I do it like 17 times. Yeah. He is you're a former world champion and like the longest reigning up until today where I think Akarshi is now the longest reigning champion ever. And yeah, I know that. Come at me, bros. But like least yeah, that, to be champion. Yeah, and half the time they only put they put her on dark because they can't find time to put women on the main He's roster the show. They sure can't. She's the only for me person who deserves to be legitimized as a champion in that company, and she's the one who's never on TV. <laughs> yeah. Aye, aye, aye. They did have Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker. Um, which is all right. Uh, what else did they have? Nothing. I don't care. It was. <laughs> There was so much. Oh, oh! They did have Kenny Omega in a workshop, and Alex Marvez was again harassed. You'd think this guy would learn, right? Every week they do this dumb hoy segment where Don Callis and Kenny Omega are doing something, and Alex Marvez is the journalist trying to find out what they're up to. And this time round, he's in a workshop designing the devices for the. Get this, I'm sure you've heard about this: the exploding barbed wire death match that they're going oh. to have. Yeah. revolution which is obviously uh, a very easy way to write John Moxley out so he can go and be a dad we're not stupid we all know what they're up to he can go away for a few months we have to put up with Kenny Omega as champion until Hangman Page eventually dethrones him by the way Hangman Page took on one half the private party whatever remember when he was challenging Chris Jericho to be the inaugural AEW world champion yeah, and days gone by. Now it says a lot, actually, that the one thing I do like in AEW is the Dark Order and Hangman Page's Man Crush affair thing going on. I actually think that's kind of funny and sweet. I um, John Silver's really grown on me a lot, as has Alex Reynolds. Actually, I just love the Dark Order. And shout out, by the way, shout out to Anna J, who's going to be out for six to twelve months with a shoulder surgery. That is that sucks. That absolutely sucks. That woman is beautiful and so talented, and you know that's. It's just shitty. However, her and Tainara Conti are going to start doing a Twitch channel. So, um, at the risk okay. of sounding a little bit crass, <laughs> I, um, yeah, those are two very, very, very beautiful people. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought AEW Dynamite stunk. I did. And it, it does frustrate me because I saw people saying, yeah, AEW's got this, this, and this. It's so much better than whatever they've got going on in WWE NXT. I was like, how can you make a qualified statement like that if you haven't bothered to actually see what NXT has got? And don't fucking sit there and tell me that Karrion Cross versus Santos Escobar isn't as good as John Moxley versus Ryan Nemeth or the Varsity Blondes versus Insert, you know, Insert Flippy Tag Team here. I... There's nothing wrong with a lot of the guys who work on AEW. The problem is that they haven't worked out who are stars and who aren't. That's one of the biggest problems I think I have with Dynamite is they don't seem to be able to discern between talent, stars, and, you know, enhancement talents. There's nothing wrong with being a job or an enhancement talent, but that seems to be an offensive term in AEW. Also, I don't understand why Matt Hardy can somehow get one over on Dark Order and wreck half of them by himself when he's a fat old man. Like, so many things I can poke loopholes in. By the way, why is Sting coming out of the snow? And also, if you're going to say, oh my god, the temperature's dropped. It's Sting! I can see the snow machines on top of the Titantron. 
come on, little things. You can't put a bit of plastic in the way. <laughs> it's just the little things. It frustrates the crap out of me. It really does. It's a poor, poor, poor show. There are some great things on it. Like I said, main event, fantastic. Lance Archer being pushed as this main eventer. He's been in the main event, I think, for the last three weeks. That is good shit. Ray Phoenix is one of the best luchadors, if not, for me, the best athletic luchador in the world, period. I think he makes the Young Bucks look fucking boring and bland. But there's just too much crap. I'm not going to sift through two hours to see the 20 minutes that I do like. I already do that of Raw, and that's depressing enough. So, yeah. Anything you want to add, mate? No, just uh, I'm, I heard something a bit on the Twitter timeline today that uh, New Japan was potentially looking at uh, bringing Marty Skrull back. Ooh. Because, and uh, I think I, I got it from, uh, I think it was Cultaholic, just to give them the credit for Ooh. it, I assume. But I watch their news readers every morning. I find it funny. But the way they were describing it, you know, we all know Marty Skrull was let go from Ring of Honor and the allegations laid against him. And they were explaining it like Japanese culture is very like male dominated. And a lot of times when there's problems between a man and a woman, they'll shift the blame towards the woman because that's just kind of how the culture is. So mm -hmm. Marty having these allegations, New Japan management don't really care because it could be a potential money-making opportunity. I don't know this for sure. It's just, you know, stuff I heard. So I was just wondering if how you would react if Marty Skrull walked out on like New Japan Strong or something. I had already like, you know, I'm going to preface this by the point of obviously I don't have to suffer in any way like the victims had. Uh, I had spoken quite honestly and openly about speaking out and how I'd been a victim of sexual abuse when I was a kid, but it had nothing to do with the wrestling industry. Um, so I understand to a certain degree, not from the perspective of a woman, and I would never claim to. Um, my skill was genuinely someone I considered a friend and somebody who I loved dearly, as you all know, I, I loved my skill. Like he was my favorite wrestler in the world for a long time. And obviously I distanced myself from him and my fandom for him and, you know, got rid of all my t-shirts as so many people did. And is that depressing? Yes. But ultimately not nearly as depressing as what it must've been to go through the, issues that probably the young girl went through and stuff like that and obviously i'm not here to um piss off lawyers by going into full depth with that i believe the idea is that he had basically been inappropriate or sexually advanced with someone who would be considered a minor even though i believe they were legal of age still he was like what 26 27 she was like 16 so just no um but I think if he turned up an NGP... See, I'd like to think that we live in a society where you can educate and rehabilitate to a point because I don't think he's a murderer and I don't think he's a rapist per se. But obviously, that's not for me to say. You know, I know the court of public opinion is Marty Skrull is a rapist because he had sex with a young girl. Um, whether it was consensual or not, because of her age, it can still be classified as rape. That's absolutely fine. I'm not here to debate that. And everyone is entitled to be as upset or not as upset. as they, You know, I'm one of these people who believes that everyone is allowed to be offended. It's just a case of whether you force that offensive nature onto other people. That's when it becomes an issue to me. Um, you know, this is a company that has continued to push Will Ospreay despite allegations, but Will Ospreay's allegations are a lot less impactful than this. I'm sorry, but there are levels to this. So uh, me personally, if I was in NJPW shoes, especially as Ring of Honor, just let him go. I wouldn't bother. But like you say, I think it's very evident, particularly after speaking out with the way that they pushed forward Will Ospreay as if he'd not done anything and, you know, 
it's quite obvious that the Japanese culture is one that kind of just thinks, yeah, whatever, we'll just push that to the side. That's a Western world worry, and mm-hmm. we act differently over here. And I suppose if people are going to get fucking infuriated about this, they better be infuriated about every single country and culture outside of the West that operates in a different fashion. Because I've been to many countries, like Saudi Arabia, for instance, where oh mama they got very different cultures particularly when it comes to respect and decency of women obviously being of middle eastern descent and living in a household where women were very much second class citizens was actually one of the big reasons why i consider myself such a big feminist as i got older because i was just so shocked and almost traumatized by what i saw in terms of treatment i need to myself also to women in my household so you know and that's not to say everyone does that and i don't want people to use that as an excuse to be like yeah bloody muslims blah 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 because i've got two amazing little sisters who i love dearly who are both muslim who are incredible incredible people who i genuinely think have an opportunity to change our world and the way that people perceive it and view it but right now i don't think my girl should be in new japan i don't think so i (laughs) There hasn't been a real clarification or forgiveness or, you know, rehabilitation for what happened. It's almost like a case of he's just kind of sauntered off into the background and he's probably living off of residuals or whatever. Um, The one time I did see him was in that image with Ricochet. Um, (laughs) New Year, which cannot have been good for Ricochet. I don't understand why you thought that was a good idea to post that photo in the first place. Uh, not to mention the fact that there's a lot of issues surrounding his partner, Casey Catanzaro. Apparently she's been flaunting a lot of COVID things, not taking that seriously and not going full Austin Aries, but not wearing masks and things like that. So there's so much gray area here and it's not up to me to decide really. They're sorry, knock the mic down, but we're good. That's right. uh, I did wonder what was going on now. I thought you'd fallen into the bar or something. Oh yeah, I'm just uh, actually recording this on the shooter right now, guys. Just thought you should. That'd be that. amazing if you just like rocked <laughs> up on a podcast, and, like you were just like naked in the bath, like yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many fucking yeah, how many retweets would we need to get us to do a podcast in the bath? I reckon. <laughs> how many? How many retweets? I'll tell you what. How or t-shirt sales or whatever. How many do you reckon you would need? Like, what would it take to get Carl Wilkinson to do a podcast in the bath? And of course, I'll join you by doing a podcast in my bath as well. I mean, ooh. I this like how I just went to... from possible sex offences and things like that to us doing a podcast in a bath. It speaks volumes about our lack of credibility, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, this is where I have to decide my worth on Twitter. Yeah, that's terrifying, isn't it? Hey, well, Give you guys suggest you guys su- suggest down below how many you think I would need to oh. uh, get myself naked in the tub. Yeah, I know that there's quite a few people who check in with our podcast, guys that I train with and stuff like that. Let us know. Do you know what? We'll leave it there. State Wrestling Address has already been a bit of a banger. I've enjoyed it. It's always great to talk about wrestling with you, Mr. Wilkinson. Hopefully, it will continue to be a regular weekly appearance. Just as a little quick aside for you guys, whether you're watching, whether you're listening, this weekend we will be dropping a fresh wrestling interview. He will be swinging by, finally. Um, you've heard his name checked on this podcast quite a bit, but fuck it. You can wait and see the video. But tomorrow we will be dropping a video to reveal who will be the latest interview. Uh, he is a professional wrestler, ladies and gentlemen. He's an independent wrestler from the UK. He's a young man and he's somebody that I know and I have a great deal of admiration and respect for. He's very much a little brother to me and he will be on the podcast this weekend. So make sure you stay tuned for that. <laughs> oh, the suspense. Oh, oh boy. Soon. 
Oh boy, uh, that is not canon. Carl uh, Wilkinson, thank you very much for joining us for the State of Wrestling Address. A pleasure as always, buddy. Always glad to be here. It has been quite the time. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, no sacrifice. No sacrifice. No sacrifice. Sacrifice by Impact Wrestling is coming up very, very soon as well. We'll be covering that. So let us know what you think is going down at the big event. Uh, and obviously, we'll be covering everything from NXT to Dynamite and beyond via the YouTube channel and the podcast. So keep yourself tuned in. And don't forget, also, as a final aside, We've now got, I believe, 260-odd subscribers. We're getting very close Ooh. to 300, which means free tea. So who wants a free wrestling tea? You want one? We, all you have to do is get us to 300 subs. And for every 100 subs, we will give away something wrestling-related. Every 100 without fail, regardless of how much we grow. Unless we get into, like, you know, tens of thousands territory, in which case I might make it a 1,000 just to ease our budget a bit. But, hey, you never know. The more successful you make us, the more I feel like we owe you and we want to give back to you not just the content but also the giveaways too from myself our next and from carl wilkinson thank you very much for joining us and we will catch you very soon for more content wait for it from the wrestle plug